0: Hello there. This is Rodrigo from Take Great Action. And today I have a special invited here. Uh, he is the art, direct- he was the art director of Ratatouille. Uh, he was involved into the game. He was one of the great of the Keeper as well. And he was involved in Toy Story 3. So welcome, Robert Kondo. Uh,
1: thank you, Rodrigo. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, the first question that I would like to ask you is, like, if you can give us a little bit of your story, like, how did you start into art, into all of this? Uh, Were you the kid that were always, like, drawing into the classroom or something like that?
1: Yeah, my my mother was actually a trained fashion designer. Um, She gave up fashion design when uh, she had my brother and I to be a full-time mother. Um, but she was always drawing. She was always, you know, when she was on the phone, she'd always doodle. And uh, art was something that I just always, was always around. Uh, My mom was always drawing, and whenever there was a school project with art, uh, it was always something, you know, we got to work on together. And, uh, you know, when it, I wasn't a great high school student, so um, when I was graduating school, I actually didn't have a ton of choices, but uh, I really loved art, and... You know, I I had looked into Art Center, which is a school in Pasadena, California. And, you know, the first time I applied, I actually didn't get in. Um, So I kind of took six months and worked up a portfolio, took some life drawing classes, um, and then got into an illustration class. And, you know, in high school, I was always the student who was always drawing on my tests and always drawing on everything. Um, And then going into college, you know, everybody was the artist from their school, and it was really humbling to be amongst kind of all of these artists that were really, really spectacular um, at drawing and painting, and I had never even painted before, really, Um, and so that's how I kind of started getting into art, um, studying illustration.
0: So, like, uh, the university was, like, the place where you started to hone your arts and to get better at it?
1: Yeah. In high school, I had an amazing uh, journalism teacher, uh, Mrs. Moore, who she ran a weekly paper. So every week we put out a high school paper. And so every week I would draw a cartoon for the paper. Um, So that's really where I was drawing quite a bit. And then going into university is where I really learned kind of foundation schools. I learned about life drawing and uh, painting from life and landscape painting, all the observational studies that um, really... Uh, built a foundation for my art studies. Awesome.
0: So, uh, what have been your influences like? Did you have anybody that you admired that, like, you were trying to, to take from the art that they did?
1: Yeah. No. All the time. Um, there are, you know, a couple of artists that I really admired in school. I actually got to work with. So when I was in school, the art book for Monsters uh, Incorporated had come out. And I really love the work of Harley Jessup and Dominique Louis, uh, Carter Goodrich. And, you know, I also, uh, I kind of really admired this kind of visual development artwork. I, I really uh, love that work. You know, I got to see some of the work of Bill Cohn. Um, and, you know, on top of that, I had started to see work from uh, production designers like Paul Felix. Um, and so those were, those were contemporary artists I really admired um, coming out of school. And, and of course, school really gave us love for a lot of the traditional artists, people like John Singer Sargent and Joaquin Sorolla, um, you know, some of the Russian painters, uh, figurative painters like Reppin, um, I really admired. So it was kind of this balance between uh, traditional painting and contemporary designers and animation that I really, really loved. Um, and that's what made me really chase uh, going to Pixar, was a lot of the artists I really admired were up at that studio and I, I wanted to go learn from them.
0: Awesome. I was looking, well, we, we were looking, all of us, uh, like the work that you do and the way that you manage the light and the shadows is oh, like, like. A, a, a very unique way that we haven't seen uh, many people doing the same way. Like. Uh, How did you get to that point? Like to use the light and shadows in that way. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Robert? We're having some technical issues. Oh, he got disconnected. Let's wait a little bit so he can join again.
1: Rodrigo, hi there. <laughs> oh my gosh, so sorry. I don't know don't what worry. happened. It just it just cut out.
0: Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I, I was asking uh, that we see that the way that you manage the light, and the shadows, is in a very unique way. Uh, how did you get to that point? Because we haven't seen many people uh, using lights and shadows the way you do.
1: Like, ah, uh, I you know. I really, I guess it's from a lot of observation, a lot of uh, going out painting. Uh, when I was in school, I studied with Mike Hernandez, who's a designer from DreamWorks, and he would always take us out going landscape painting. Um, and then when I came to Pixar, I started you know, going out painting with some of the painters there. So we would go, go out painting in the morning or we'd paint from the figure. Um, and now, you know, I'm a lot busier, so it's a lot harder to carve out that time. But uh, still, I try to paint still lifes or little cafe paintings, and sometimes I'll paint digitally. But I really like observing uh, just natural light outside. Um, the other thing that I do quite a bit of is I actually take quite a few photographs. Um, so, like just now, like right now, I was on a hike um, and just going around taking photos of uh, everything around me. Um, so yeah, I do. I, I, I think a lot of I, I don't know that my uh. It's interesting that you say that my uh, treatment of light and shadows is different. I feel like it's uh it's just based on what I see um, out, out around me.
0: Awesome, and uh, you were talking us about how like, you wanted to go into Pixar uh, because you saw many artists like how did you get into the
1: industry. Uh, one of my, um, one of my instructors, Norm Sherman, um, was an amazing mentor to me. Um, and he happened to share my portfolio with Harley Jessup, who was my, who ended up being my future boss at Pixar. Um, I had targeted Pixar from early, early on in my, uh, studies that that was really the studio I wanted to work for. I actually had like a kind of a 10 year plan where I was going to work at, I actually did work a little bit at other smaller studios. Um, I just got lucky, they happened to be looking for an artist um, for Ratatouille, and my portfolio fit what they were looking for. Um, So it's really hard. I, you know, to be honest, I I don't even know, sometimes I wondered uh, why they hired me. But once I was there, I just worked as hard as I could to stay. Um, But yeah.
0: Awesome. And what is the the creative process that you take uh, to decide, like when you're going to design the set? Uh, like for example, Rotatouille, I was looking at some art that you did there. Uh, what is, what's the creative process that you had in order to create all that?
1: Yeah, uh, the amazing part about filmmaking is the collaborative process. Um, a lot of times we'll sit down with the director and hear from the director uh, what they envision, what they, you know, a lot of times I'm looking for what the director wants a scene to feel like. Um, you know, if, if, even if, you know, the director can describe it's a noisy kitchen and it's bustling and noise, noisy and things are clanging all around and everyone's doing their own thing. Uh, those sort of things really help to understand the kind of shapes and forms and light that we want to use um, to create kind of a really authentic looking scene, a scene that really feels appropriate to the story. Um, so it's very much a collaborative process. I, I feel like those art of books are always so interesting to me because I always feel funny when they put up my name on it because it's really a collaboration. Oftentimes I've looked at the storyboards, I've looked at what the director has done, what an editor has cut. Um, and then I'm also working with other artists and 3D artists and um, and you know, really I'm there to har- help articulate the best ideas that that uh, everyone around me has. So it's a very collaborative process, but my job primarily is to filter all of that and put it into uh, visuals. Amazing. <laughs>
0: and uh, The Bank Keeper, uh, we were looking at the, uh, the film that you co-directed with me oh, huh? Uh How did that idea, uh, was work like?
1: How did yeah. you decide to do that? Well, uh, you know, Dice is a really ambitious artist. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you guys, a lot of artists out there know Dice. Um, Dice is a really ambitious artist. He runs a lot of programs outside of his day-to-day job. Uh, He's done a lot of amazing things in the art world uh, outside of filmmaking. Um, But he's someone who's really ambitious, and and, uh, he had done his own film uh, for this project called Sketch Travel, all on his own. I helped him a little bit on one little scene, but it really... Primarily, Dice did everything himself um, as far as painting. And we both were really excited about what he had done. He had uh, basically done something, a step between an animated film and a children's book, but it looked like a moving painting. Um, and he approached me while we were working on Monsters University and said, "How do you, what do you think about taking three months off and doing a film together? Um, And I was really excited about the prospect because both of us thought, man, if there was two of us, we could do twice as many paintings. Um, And so we basically, from there, started working on the story. We wrote for over a year together um, to to arrive uh, at the beginnings of what our story ended up being. You know, over that year, we had four or five different stories that we worked on that were completely different. Um, And and you know, really, the film was about challenging ourselves to do something uh, out of our comfort zone. Um, to really learn about being better designers, better art directors, uh, was the original intent.
0: Awesome. Also, uh, I imagine that when you love what you do, like time flies. <laughs> how many hours uh, when you have to do work? Like how many hours do you put into doing each work?
1: Uh, I try to put in as little as possible, but um, you know, a lot of times it's it takes a lot of work to do work that you're proud of. Um, I think like a lot of times there's this line that uh is drawn in the sand of what is kind of necessary to do your job and then what you want to do to push yourself and beyond what is needed for your job and i feel that uh all the work that i'm really happy with and that i'm proud of happened in the space outside of what was necessary um so i put a lot of time into my work you know i think like right now i mean i I've met artists that work a lot harder than me. So, um, but I, I do work, you know, I, I don't know, at least like 10, 10 hours to 12 hours every day, pretty solid. Now that Dice and I are running our own company Tonko house, you know, we work almost nonstop. Um, a uh, matter of fact, I was working earlier today before, uh, coming outside. Um, but yeah, we work as hard as we can, you know, but, Right now, we're really trying to find balance between our personal lives and our work, um, which I think is really important, because I think uh, life outside of the work really inspires uh, the work itself. So, we work really hard, um, as hard as, you know, is. it feels like we work hard, but um, yeah, we try to balance it. Yeah,
0: Great. And also, we uh, would like to ask you, uh, if there was a like an artist who is starting out, but he's good, or she's good, uh, what would it take uh, them to get into the industry? Like if they, they are really good, they have the talent, but they are uh, they are not famous, let's say. Let's yeah. It this
1: way. You know, I think um, it's interesting. I, I really feel like, like for instance, I, I, studios and filmmaking is such a collaborative process like we were talking about before. And um, a lot of times artists only focus on their work And drawing is really, drawing and painting and designing is half the job. The other half is really learning to collaborate with other artists, um, which not everyone wants to do. I think a lot of people look at places like Pixar and think that that's really uh, where they want to be. And I'd say it's an amazing place, but also I don't think it's for everybody. I think that some artists do the greatest work when they're by themselves, alone at a desk, working on their own thing, where they can make the call on, what's what they want to do um but you know being a filmmaker is really about the best films usually are a very collaborative process and you know as a designer you're working for a director you're you're achieving a director's vision um so i i think that you know of course drawing and painting skills solid drawing and painting skills are, are are a must um and i think that you know learning how to design learning how to solve problems uh is another big part of it but I think the other half that I, I've seen a lot of artists um, not realize is necessary is kind of the interview part, you know, really working on people skills, collaborating, um, understanding um, how the the kind of how your design actually turns into a film. Um, I don't know if that helps at all, but I feel like that's yeah. something I really, I really learned um, from working in the industry. Was you know before I just wanted to draw and paint. Um, but as I worked on, I found that I really wanted to make film, and making film was so much about working with other people.
0: Actually, I'm reading right now uh, the book Creativity, Inc.,
1: made oh, by yeah. Ed Catmull. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of
0: understand the, where are you coming from. Like, I, I already read about all the creative process, like, when you meet, and everybody's, like, giving their ideas. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I've met a lot of great artists that have a... That are so precious with their work and so am i i'm i'm so you know when you work on something you have to kind of learn to love it but then you immediately have to learn to let go of it and i think that's a hard it's a hard thing for me um even now it's one of the hardest things uh is loving your work and then learning to let go of it um it's really hard and i think pixar is one of the best at it as, as as far as large companies go
0: great now uh I'm part of a group that we are trying to do our first animation right now. So, oh, cool. uh, part of the, the ones, the animators, uh, are right now in, in your class in this about about uh, painting with light and color. So, they wanted to ask you, like, what, uh, when did you join this Like, uh, what was your drive bef- behind teaching other people to do amazing art?
1: Yeah. You know, no, both Dice and I decided to do schoolism for a couple reasons. I think, uh, you know, Bobby Chu is an amazing, um, amazing artist, but amazing kind of uh, someone who really wants to do amazing things in this world with his art and with other, with the artist community. Um, talking to Bobby really inspired us. Uh, he made it really easy for us as professionals who have full-time jobs to uh, teach and you know, Dice and I have always wanted to find ways to give back to the community that has given us so much. I mean, Dam Keeper was built in a way by some of those amazing people out of the animation community and artist community and um, teaching and, and learning is such a big part of our careers and who you know who we are as artists that uh, it was really about us growing, you know, funny enough, I think teaching and articulating uh, some of our process was about kind of spreading what we've learned and what we know, so that later we could find artists that could we could collaborate with in the future. It's really about building up more of that community um, in in almost a selfish way because I think we want to work with more artists and find more people and build that community more. And we really believe in that community just because we come from that community and it really has. Become kind of the foundation for you know our own company Tonko House is, is very much uh, looking to try to try to contribute to the industry um, and the community. Awesome. So
0: right now, what are the most common mistakes that you see uh, people who want to enter the industry doing?
1: Ah, that that's a interesting question. Um, You know, I feel like I see a lot of young people, and I feel like I was the same at the time too, so I can't blame them, uh, looking for tricks, um, looking for quick solutions or uh, tools or things that can help them to do things. And I think there are things that can help, but I think that uh, I found that it's, you know, I'm I'm sure like, you know, Rodrigo, it's all hard work and just repetition and mileage. just painting, painting, painting. Um, it's not about doing great paintings. It's about doing lots and lots of paintings, lots of bad paintings and learning from those bad paintings. I feel like, um, you know, I, I try to share as much as I can. Um, and sometimes, you know, there are paintings that I share that I'm not particularly proud of. Um, but there are a lot more paintings that I have and drawings that I have that I won't show anybody just because every drawing is a bit of a, is a bit of a struggle. It's a bit of a, there's always this moment of frustration where you're trying to solve something or communicate something. And the best ones work and the worst ones are, you know, tucked away in the sketchbook and nobody ever gets to see. But um, it's it's really about mileage, I think. I think there's really, unfortunately, you know, some people get lucky. But overall, I think a lot of people that I've talked to that are mentors to me and people I look up to always, I find that they're the hardest working people I know.
0: I see. And what do you think that uh, most people should be focusing on as an artist, but they are not uh, doing it enough? Like a counterintuitive thing that they should be doing more.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, I think, you know, what's interesting is uh, at least lately, I feel like I've been doing a lot more of looking just around me. I think observation You know our class, our painting class, is all about observation, and you know we always worried our our classes really starts off with basic still lifes and things like that. And I wonder sometimes if people, you know, subscribe to the schoolism class and wonder like basic still lifes, why? Um, But it really is the foundation. I think looking and really looking harder, uh, and learning how to observe is the key to being a A better artist I think like now I I don't you know I paint less than I do now but I feel like I learn more with each painting I do than I did before you know before what used to take me 15 20 paintings to learn something now it's almost like each painting's about learning or about solving something so you know I really think that observation um, not just sitting there and copying what you see but really studying light really studying form really studying nature and the world around you is, is so important. Um, but, yeah.
0: Great. So, uh, right now, I imagine that, like, uh, can you describe us a little bit more how is the industry right now? Like, what opportunities there are? Yeah. Because next to the technology, for example, the schoolism is now going to be, like, $12 twelve dollars uh, yeah. a month like that's an amazing opportunity that's great many yeah. people still don't know about it so uh, have you do you see any other opportunities out there that
1: many people don't know about it? um gosh that's interesting i think that um sorry i was just so distracted i'm going to flip the camera around there's like a i don't know if you can see it but there's a fox running across the, the <laughs> line yes it um, is <laughs> um yeah uh you know it's interesting that i think the industry is changing um i think we're going through a, through what's going to be a big shift in in how people uh take in uh entertainment you know i think netflix and and amazon and distribution models are changing which is changing the old hollywood film studios and the way that in the way that people are experiencing things you know in the bay area where uh we're based out of um places like google and and oculus uh is also changing vr um, kind of the experience of vr and experiences spaces is also a different way of looking at design um that's more akin to games or almost theme park design or theater design in the round than it is kind of film um so i feel like the industry is really shifting in that way um, there's going to be great opportunities. I think right now, you know, just like when uh, Pixar got started, th- there was a shift um, towards 3D, and and in in that industry changing, that created a lot of opportunities for creatives. And I feel like we're we're about to see. I hope we're about to see something like that. I really believe we are. Um, as far as like uh, places like Schoolism and and opportunities of uh, teaching, I think that Schoolism is amazing. I really think that uh, Bobby is doing something that's just is so new fresh uh and and i really think bobby's vision for what he wants to do is sincere and uh he's really thinking about the international community as well as his community uh, back home in toronto um there's there's little schools all over the place like here in california there's places like concept academy and um animation collaborative uh where professionals are really given opportunities to teach um you know places like uh, Concept Academy and, and and Animation Collaborative try really hard to bring industry professionals out there. Um, but as far as the international community, I really think schoolism, you know, I would keep pushing Bobby and keep pushing artists to build schoolism bigger um, because I really think it's a system that's working well. and And it's given us incredible opportunities to talk with people from all around the world and work with people from all around the world. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's so many out there that I'm just, my head's so in the ground right now, uh, working hard on our film. So I'm sure everyone out there actually knows more about it than I do.
0: I see. Yeah, because right now, like, for example, one of the challenges and one of the reasons why we started like interviewing people who are doing this amazing art is because here in our country, we don't have any art schools. Like, uh, yeah. There, there are some who are calling themselves art school, but they are not really that good. That mm-hmm. we can say. So it's it's like okay, nobody has ever done like an animation project in this country, or probably in, in the whole area in Central America, and and there is not many people that we can ask. So why should we uh. do it? It's like and I was like, okay, we should. I don't know. Contact people who have done amazing. <laughs>
1: Are no, because the, that's really incredible. It's really incredible what you're doing.
0: Yeah, because in, my, in my opinion, I think it's like the same principles that have helped you to build amazing projects are going to help us down here. So.
1: That's incredible. Yeah, I'm so glad uh, when you contacted me. Uh, I thought it was really special. I looked through your videos, and I, I thought it was really um, very impressive, and I, 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 I really hope that all around the world people... Do the same thing um, for their respective places because I think that's what schoolism and I think that's what you know what, what Tonko House is trying to do too is um, really um, you know bring the, bring the world and the art community a little closer to each other.
0: Actually when the, school, the Kickstarter came out from the school they just started like posting it everywhere in the social media yeah. so you're going to see a lot of students from El Salvador soon.
1: <laughs> ah that's great that's great.
0: So is there anything like you want to share like a uh, personal vision or something that uh, you like to give personally to the all, the all the artists that are watching right now
1: Sure um, I don't know how many people know, but um, you know I left Pixar in July of last year almost one year ago. Um, Pixar was an incredible place and I learned so much there and i still it still feels like family um, back at the studio. Um, But Dice and I, uh, who I directed The Dam Keeper with, we left uh, Pixar in July of last year and we started our own company, Tonko House. And Tonko House is a studio based out of Berkeley, California. And we are a studio that is working on story. Right now, there's just three of us, um, but we're really um, passionate about learning more about storytelling, learning more about filmmaking and really, you know, I I think we are going to turn to the community at some point to really help, uh, spread the word about our film and, and, um, and really, you know, help contribute, uh, to build the industry all around. We're really excited about it. and, And it's the first time, you know, it was really scary for us to take that step. Um, but, uh, you know, the community really supported us on the dam keeper and we hope to continue to, um, you know that that to to make sure that we do things that that won't betray that community and really helps build that community. So you know anything that uh, you know, especially all around the world, it's always great to hear um, what people think about what we're doing. And you know we'll try to post more and more work um, on our Instagrams and our Facebooks and Twitters. Um, Uh, but you know we're going to try to share our process and and different things as as they happen at Tonko House which hopefully will inspire other people to make their own films and go out on their own and do their own thing as well Um, because we were inspired by you know artists like Frederick Bach and uh, Glenn Keane that you know went out and did their own thing and are doing their own thing Uh, like Glenn Keane is doing his own thing right now and he is just so uh, inspiring to us. Um, so people like that, you know, who have given to us, we just want to try to continue to give to the community the same way that people we look look up to are, are giving to that community as well.
0: Awesome. Also, I wanted to ask you like, is there any book or any material that you would recommend uh, for anybody who wants to start learning more about it uh, to get like more of the theory of everything? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, um, the book, The Illusion of Life, which I'm sure if anyone's into animation, that's kind of, that's a book that I read uh, a few times, um, because it just is kind of touches upon everything. Um, So I really loved The Illusion of Life uh, when I was kind of coming up. And then, you know, just the artists that I mentioned, it's like, uh, you know, artists like Sargent and Soroya, Zorn, uh, Reppin are good artists to look at for the way they use light. Um, and then in particular, you know, I, growing up here in the United States, um, the classic golden era of American animation, uh, I mean, American illustration artists like N.C. Wyeth, Howard Pyle, Dean Cornwell are really great artists to look at for, um, storytelling, uh, Norman Rockwell. Um, they're all kind of artists that I look at for storytelling. Um, and I really, uh, You know, I've been looking a lot at uh, photography lately. Um, There are just so so many, uh, like on Instagram, I'm inspired by so much of what people put out there, how how amazing it is to see, you know, when you see a simple photograph, but how powerful uh, a single image can be. Um, I do a lot of like prowling on the internet, um, looking at tumblers and uh, Instagram and things like that. but, yeah, there's so much great stuff out there with uh, that really inspires. You know, whenever I can see someone using light or composition in a new way to achieve a new feeling, I get so, so excited. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. So uh, I have a question for you. Uh, this one is a special. One. <laughs> what would you do, like, for example, if you wake up and so... You somehow wake up like in another world, like in a parallel world where nobody knows about you. Uh, you only have $500, uh, but you still have all your knowledge. What will you do?
1: Oh, I would, uh, $500, huh? Um, well, I'd probably save that for mu- for food, but um, everything else, I mean, I would love to continue doing what I'm doing. Just keep making art. You know, there's something refreshing about a fresh start um, and nobody knowing you. Um, it's really kind of uh, an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Um, and I, w- I would love to just design, you know, I love designing things and telling stories and um, creating experiences for people. Um, so yeah, I would still do that. I still, I would never, I would fight to do that. I, I would never give that up. Um Yeah.
0: Great great man. So uh, is there any other thought that you would like to share with us?
1: No, I'm so curious to hear about your film though. How far along are you guys? Uh, We're starting out right now
0: because uh, there is a prize that we won. Uh, it's uh, just to give us like a little a fun to make the pilot. So pretty much we just received it like one month ago. So we are ah, starting.
1: congratulations. Thanks
0: man. (laughs) So we pretty much started out like it's called Rip about some guys who find a puzzle and because they wanted to cheat on the puzzle they break it and they let up like a chaos entity and all the time and space uh, go nuts and then Kronos comes and says like okay you broke it you fix it and they have to go like into different time and spaces uh, to try to find the pieces of the puzzle and try to lock up the Entity of Chaos again, so.
1: Ah, so it'll be a lot of traveling, a lot of different times and places. That's fun.
0: Yeah, Yeah, pretty much every episode is going to be like uh, a different time, but at the same time is like combined with many other things, like for example, going to the uh, era of Muhammad Ali, uh, but instead of like the The segregation, they have like robots looking down on humans and
1: Mm, things like that. Cool. Is it going to be 2D or 3D? Uh, 2D. Oh, cool. Excellent. That's why, well,
0: almost everybody in in our team got into Scholysium as as soon as that came out because Uh, it's like, okay, it will be good to learn from these guys in the meantime.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great yeah there's so many great great artists on on uh schoolism a lot of great friends of mine that uh you know guys like daniel Ariaga and louis gonzalez uh that are really uh phenomenal designers phenomenal storytellers um and yeah I haven't seen their courses full courses yet but um the little bits I have seen are really i've learned from um those guys quite a bit so uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Daniel Ariaga, I actually shared an office with for a long time. Um, and so, and he teaches on schoolism, but he's somebody who really taught me about appeal. Um, you know, how to get appeal out of your characters and, and sets and environments. And uh, he's just, yeah, he's one of my favorite designers for sure. Yeah, and he teaches for schoolism as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah, probably. But by the time that we start to get, right now we are like building this history and everything. But by the time that we get to start like the animation, we have we will already taken a lot of courses from Escalus and from you, uh, from Daniel, from Dice. Well, pretty much we we, we planned we, we took most of us took the two years plan. So ah uh, great there. Awesome. awesome. We're going so to brilliant. be there for a long time. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, the animator, well, two of the animators, uh, they are called Monica and Edmunda. Uh, usually, they don't join because uh, their English skill is still lacking. But they wanted to tell you that they admire a lot your work, and uh, that they are, thank you. And then your class is going to be the first one
1: that they are in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. That really, uh, it really means a lot. Just. Uh, to know i mean it's so it, it's honestly very touching that people you know in el salvador uh our artists are able to watch our videos it we don't get to you know it, it's we just go look online and we're filling stuff out and looking at stuff but it's really uh it really means a lot to us that that the community on there um is is hopefully gain something from it actually we would love to hear uh, you know uh, if if people, what people feel about the videos, it's our first time uh, kind of doing something like that. So any sort of feedback or, or uh, positive or negative would be great.
0: Amazing. Yeah, probably they're going, like right now they are loving a lot of the interviews that we're doing and many people are excited about this interview right now. Oh, so great. I think they're going to get a lot of uh, feedback there and as well, a lot of students.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great awesome rodrigo
0: awesome so right now uh i think everything that i wanted to ask you uh, i already asked uh, Great. And I, you sure as well uh,
1: any last tip <laughs> no i think you know yeah i feel like there's there, there, it's like a so so part of the dam keeper experience for both dice and i has been to take the film to different festivals and uh, getting to see all these different artists and all the different kind of art in the world um, is really the one of the best parts about making a film and hopefully when you guys make finish your film and you get to go to festivals um, you'll get to see a lot of that community that kind of international filmmaking community which is so collaborative and so supportive of each other Um, but you know one thing that I love about um, going around and seeing films in, in kind of respective countries is the kind of unique voice, you know, especially um, different countries and different filmmakers pre- preserving its own voice and and taking kind of what's unique about their culture and their stories and really telling a story that can only be told from that point of view is kind of my favorite stuff. And, you know, both, uh, Dice you know, I'm Japanese American and Dice is uh, from Japan, um, but even like in what we do, uh, you can see, hopefully people can see and feel um, that influence as well. Um, And I think, you know, with the international, the the interesting thing about the community becoming more and more able to communicate with each other from all around the world, one of the things that's hard is also some of those unique voices start to get a little uh, muddled because everyone's looking at the same artists and everyone's looking at the same things. And that's why I think observation is so important is to really maintain that unique voice and, and to really look at the world around um, ourselves to really tell the stories that are unique to ourselves and, and stories that we can personally tell. Um, so I really hope that, you know, uh, people that are watching and the community that is watching is really fighting hard to maintain their voice and to really get their voice out there in the most kind of elegant, and beautiful way they can. Um, that's really cool to me, um, seeing a film, you know, hopefully I'm hoping that, you know, the film that you guys make will have all, a little bit of all of you in it. Um, that's what's going to make it, I think, a special experience, but also an, a film that can only be made by you guys. I'm excited. I, are you guys going to, how are we going to get to see the film when it's all done?
0: Uh, well, actually, we have already, like, the teaser uh, oh, that we cool. used to uh, to win the prize, uh, but uh-huh. we want to. we are still, like, doing the pilot right now, and we want to go into Kickstarter uh, to get it fully funded because right now they only uh, we have like $30,000, which uh, I, I'm pretty sure you know that sounds a lot, but at the time that you have to do a lot of stuff, it's not that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're doing like the pilot, and as soon as we have it ready, we're going to try to do a Kickstarter. Uh, hopefully, uh, we get all the money we need there. Uh, uh, to, to keep it going, like to do the full project and obviously after that we will be taking it to many other places.
1: Ah, oh, that's so great. Awesome. Yeah, please let me know when you guys launch your Kickstarter and everything. That's great. Awesome.
0: We will do it. Uh, cool. Just what, I just remembered something. Usually in these type of countries, uh, for example art is something so attacked because everybody's telling us constantly like you cannot live out of art because mm. obviously the opportunities in this type of places are uh, are limited. However, I think internet has created so much many opportunities that many people here are not taking advantage of like mm. I've been able to take so many opportunities and and I see people who are way better than me at many things and they are not taking them uh, so I think, Artists, specifically artists, there are many talents here. Uh, I think they are being attacked constantly more than they think mm. that they should abandon art uh, because they are not going to be able to live out of it. But I think that now is possible more than ever. What would be your message to them?
1: Yeah, I think that's really, you know, the reality of kind of making a living is... Um, is important. I really think it's important. I think, you know, it's it's kind of being able to survive and, and, um, sustain is really important. And, you know, I, I really feel like, um, I've been incredibly uh, fortunate to be able to do, you know, both make art and make a living doing art and, you know, all around the world, I think, you know, it's difficult. There are places, you know, that it's more, much more difficult. You, You know, I'm in California, it's, it's very, um, we were very fortunate, but I really think though, at the same time, some of the most amazing art has come from places where it's difficult to sustain as an artist. And you're right. I think hopefully they can find people, you know, I, I think Rodrigo, you clearly have kind of a sense for uh, art, but also business and, and kind of community. And, you know, hopefully artists like that will come to people like you and find people like you who can help them. Um, That's what, you know, in a way, that's what Bobby did. Bobby Chu building schoolism. It was, you know, in the beginning, it was him being in Toronto and wanting to collaborate with artists who are in the industry all over the place. And he built something that not only artists now go to, but now reaches all over the world. And I, I think that that is, it takes just one person sometimes to build something like that. Um, And, you know, I hope that it, it kind of takes both, you know, I I wish I could say that art is this uh, thing that you, no matter what you do and you abandon everything else and, you know, you become that kind of struggling artist. And I do think there's an aspect of that, but I, I, I do hope that to sustain, I, I think, and to, you know, we have to find ways to be a balance between artists and business people and, you know, just good people overall, you know, needs to balance out with being artists. Um, And there's always going to be haters, you know, I I think there's always going to be people who, uh, you know, are going to tell you not to do something. And if that's enough to stop somebody, then maybe that's actually a good thing. Um, I think all of us have to overcome, you know, whether it's art or something else, I, I think, at least I've learned that the, the best things that I have, that I'm proud of have come from, you know, pretty pretty hard places, places of opposition and, and people saying not to do something, or you just have to believe it in your heart that, that I think you really want to do it. Um, and then you have to find a way, I think you have to be, you know, just having heart is not gonna be uh, everything. I think it's a balance between commerce and, and art. Um, that's really important that, uh, to sustain, to build a community. I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, my mentors usually say like, it's important to work hard, but it's also important to work smart.
1: Yeah, that's totally (laughs) true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So, uh, for now, I think that, that this is it. Like, I, I, yeah. uh, everything that I wanted to ask you has come already. So Great. thanks a lot for your time, man. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, giving us all your advice. Believe me that we will take it very seriously into creating our project. And all the people here listening as well, uh, they thank are you. going to take it very seriously.
1: Rodrigo, thank you so much for the uh, opportunity. It really is um really incredible what you're doing. So I hope you keep doing it. And if there's any way, you know, if there's time, or if there's you know, another interview, more questions, uh, we'll just find time. Yes, definitely. So Great. Thanks a lot for being here, man. Thanks. Thanks, Rodrigo. Thanks, everybody. Bye.